The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. I know I keep talking and obsessing about the Frost Balm from Tom Ford. I know I'm going to get it. Seriously. I'm going to get it. The best lipstick. It's a little bit expensive, but it's totally worth it. I get it. I'm going to buy it. It's on my list. Overnight facial. I'm going to get it. And I'm obsessed with my Westman Atelier everything. It's all my, my entire face is all Westman. This is what we do. This, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we do. We constantly talk about products. We have today someone very special. We've always wanted to have a beauty editor on the show, and who better to talk to than the woman behind Birdie? She's the SVP, the GM at Birdie. Birdie, if you don't know it, is an amazing beauty site. It's all things beauty. Go to resource, hair, makeup, tips, skincare. I mean, it is amazing. We have the one and only Leah Wire Romito. Hi. Leah, you're Thank amazing. Thank you for being here. I am so excited to talk to you again. Emisha and I, we are total product junkie beauty. It's, it's like, a disease. It's, it's an disease. addiction. <laughs> it's been an addiction of mine since I was probably like nine, 10 years old and I bought my first Clinique lipstick. I mean, this would not be lipstick on a rim without talking beauty. And and we drink as well. But we are obsessed with beauty. We are obsessed with you. We love the site. It is so youthful and young and so informative. And like Amisha said, it gives the best tips. I had an opportunity with a woman that I work with, Kimberly Kurtzberger, and she gave me um, an intro into Leah about kind of refreshing mollysims.com. And I love Leah. She took a complete hour out of her CEO badass day of her company running it to sit down and talk to me. And I, you gave me such amazing advice. I really have tried to implement it. And I just want to secretly tell you that the advice that you gave me of, you know, you know so much about beauty and you use it and all the products and your knowledge and truly being in the business of beauty for 20 plus years like you. But then you didn't know me as the mom and three kids and being funny and relatable. And so... I have to say, I really took that advice on my platform because not a lot of people get to see mollysims.com slash crazy TikTok class slash mom, best friend. And so out of your conversation is really where I thought about Emisha being my co-host. Oh, so I have to thank you for this. Well, Wow. Thank you, Leah. That is, I mean, that is like such a compliment. That hour with you, please, was like the highlight of my week that week. I mean, talking, getting to talk to Molly Sims for an hour and now I get to do it again. That's so cool. I love to hear that. I'm so happy to hear that. You are the GM at Birdie, which means you see everything, you know what trends are. Like what is a day in the life of running a beauty, a big, big beauty site? God, it's so crazy. I don't think I even knew what the role of a GM truly was until I got to Birdie because for so long I had been a beauty director and 
that was a much different job than what the GM role is, which is much more in the weeds on like all the numbers and the revenue and all of that. But at the core of my job, I am still fully obsessed with like telling beauty stories. And I think that background of 20 years of being a beauty editor has certainly, um, you know, (laughs) benefited that. And there's no getting rid of that. It's like, if you, like you said, if you're a beauty junkie, you're a beauty junkie, you love to talk about it and you just eat, sleep and drink it. So a day in the life is really starts in the shower, starts at the vanity because it's like, whatever I'm putting on my skin, my hair, my face is sort of setting the tone for the rest of the day. And inevitably, as you guys know, something that you do or you put on or you try at a doctor's office or whatever is going to come out in your girlfriend conversation throughout <laughs> totally. the day. And that's so, I, I really think it just, it starts in the shower for me. It's like, whatever I'm, I'm going to put on that day is something I'm going to probably talk about later. But that's the fun side of my job. The boring side of my job is like cooking all the numbers, <laughs> which nobody wants to talk about. Do you just get to see everything that comes in? I mean, is it just, I mean, it just take. is it like, are you the Anna Winter now of beauty? You kind of are. <laughs> oh God. You kind no, no, of no, are. No, no, no. Like I can um, imagine going down a hallway <laughs> and it's like, a room full of bottles and skincare. And then next you have hair, you have conditioners, masks, spray-in conditioners, color. And then you get down to makeup and it's just floor to ceiling. I would imagine it's overwhelming, but I I can't, I, I would want to try everything. Like I would just be a kid in a candy store. I mean, I would too. For sure. So I will say what's crazy is that, you know, before the pandemic and we were all working from home, we did have exactly what you just described, Molly. Like it's, you know, you walk in to a beauty closet and it's just wall to wall, like counter to the front to back of the counter with stuff. And that is, you know, that's the kid in the candy store element of being a beauty editor where you can just walk in, sort of shop for a second, take it home. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. You give it to a friend. Um, But the, the, now post pandemic, we don't have that. We're not going into the office. We don't have sort of the uh, beauty store in the office and everything is sort of coming to our house. Oh my <laughs> so God. There's just, you know, bags and boxes and constant stuff coming in uh, to the house, which is a great game for my six-year-old because he <laughs> loves a box wherever he can find it and wants to make a car out of it or whatever. So he's been having loads of fun with the deliveries. It's so good. Leah, you were here to answer all of our beauty questions. We're going to talk about how to stand out in the beauty business. We really want to talk about first, people have very, very strong feelings about clean beauty. We fall somewhere in the middle. If it's clean, amazing, beautiful, great, give it to me more. But we want it to work. But we also want to have somewhat efficacy as much. So as much as it can be clean, but also have deliver results, deliver results. What, okay. What does it even mean for all of our listeners? out? What is clean beauty? Oh, you know, honestly, it's, it's the hardest thing to define. And it goes back. I remember writing about when natural beauty and organic beauty started to come out and there was absolutely no regulation. Uh, There is no way to really describe it or measure it. And clean beauty is sort of a cousin of that or a sister of that. You can't define it. They're, they're not regulating it. And so by birdie, we do have a very strict policy and it's, you know, it's, it's probably a thousand words long of exactly (laughs) what we mean when we describe clean. Um, and so there's 15 specific chemical ingredients that when we say clean, that product does not contain those. And there's a 
whole list of stuff that you can find on Birdie for that. And, you know, there's a lot of retailers like Sephora, for example, they do something similar. And so people kind of have to do it themselves, brands and, and stores. They have to sort of help their readers or their consumers when it comes to this, because there just is not a standard. But there is, you know, there are definitely bad ingredients that people, brands, et cetera, do try to stay away from whenever they're talking about clean. And so, you know, we we do define it for our readers so that they at least know what we're talking about. And I think it's actually been around a long time. Do you guys remember the brand Jane Iredale? Oh, of course, yes. Jane Iredale. That, they had that incredible compact and that powder. And I remember that was the shit. It was the Even best. Bare Minerals out. has been around forever and ever. But I, it was, it, I feel like it's been around a long time, but it's evolved so much. But the problem was there was like foundations and tinted moisturizers. Like I remember buying tinted moisturizers and, and desperate for these natural, organic, clean ones to work. And they would like, I'd put them on my skin and they would kind of like dissolve in like these, like they would break up on my skin and wouldn't look right. But I feel like we've come a long way. We and have now come. So remember we found Ilya before Ilya yeah. was Ilya. Yeah. I mean, oh, we, oh my we, God. we, Ilya is like, incredible. <laughs> I swear sometimes I say like if Birdie was a brand, it would, it would, it would be, be Ilya. Ilya we, it's just the most incredible. It's, it's the amazing. most incredible. I mean, I love the cream eyeshadows. The I serum, love the tint. serums, tint. I love they have beautiful, I mean, Schaefer and I talk about it all the time that literally will go in and I try like 10 of them. Their lip glosses are amazing. I just love the aesthetic of the brand. I love the inclusion of the brand. I love the yeah. look of the brand. Do you feel it's where we are going, clean beauty? I think so. I really think that I would say five years ago, exactly what you guys were just saying, like you started to see a little bit of a shift of like, okay, clean used to sort of mean a little crunchy. Maybe, you know, you'd put it on and for a second it would look good. And then, you know, two hours later when you start to sweat or whatever, it, you know, breaks down or it feels a little chalky, it smells bad. And then, you know, probably about five years ago, you started noticing this little shift of like clean brands, really not just putting things out there that were clean, but putting things out there that were clean and that actually did something for your skin and that were mixing a little bit of science into it. And so when that happened at Birdie, we were much, you know, sort of like very much uh, sort of four thinkers and, and recognizing like, this is going to be a pattern. Like this is, this is just going to continue to evolve and get better. And so we, five years ago, decided we were going to do these eco beauty awards because that was the problem. If you wanted to get into clean beauty, you had to, for a lot of things, like sacrifice the quality of some of it, the texture, the packaging, the whatever it was. And so we did seek out at that point to really pull these top players out and award them. And so for the last five years, we've done that. We actually just, you know, are, are it, they happen every year in April. And it is in an effort to sort of award, you know, this, the 70 or 80 best products on the market that are really putting a stake in the ground of clean, but also actually working. Um, so, and that is I very hard to really do because uh, there are things that do incredible stuff to your skin in particular, uh, and you just need to know how to find it. Talking about skincare, one device that I swear by to keep my skin hydrated and refreshed is a great humidifier. That's right, a great humidifier. I've owned my fair share of humidifiers in the past, and I finally found one that isn't ugly, bulky, or hard to maintain. You guys have got to make the switch to the Canopy humidifier. The Canopy is completely reimagined and provides clean, mist-free moisture to enhance your indoor environment to promote overall wellness and the glowing skin we're always trying to achieve. 
Canopies clean moisture, combat sensitivity, dullness, and fine lines and wrinkles, and promotes a healthy skin barrier. I like to keep mine by my bedside table and turn it on when I go to sleep, but I also keep them in my kids' room as well. Honestly, they can't go to sleep without it. With summer here, we've been cranking up the AC, which dries out your skin. So basically, if your air is on, your humidifier should be on too. There's nothing worse than a humidifier that produces mold. You'll never have to worry about mold with a canopy. The canopy utilizes a unique technology that keeps the humidifier running until there is no water left inside the unit. No water left inside equals no mold. And the best part? Yep, the canopy goes right into the dishwasher. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your humidifier purchase today with Canopy's filter subscription. Plus, you'll receive a free aroma kit to be used with your Canopy built-in aroma diffuser. Even better, use code LIPSTICK10 at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Let's speak about those ingredients because we're hearing about vitamin C, niaminosides, ceramides, peptides. What do you think is now and where do you think we're going? Like if you were telling your 20-year-old self, 30-year-old self, 40-year-old self, what key ingredients would you look for? Let's start in your 20s. Oh, for sure. Hands down, vitamin C. Hands down. For me, and I, I do wish I would have practiced this a little earlier than I did. I probably started being more committed to vitamin C in my thirties than my twenties. And now I'm obsessed with it in my forties because it does really work. And I always equate it to if sunscreen is a sock, then vitamin C is a shoe, right? They, They did just go hand in hand and you should be using them totally together every single day. Because what happens is you put the sunscreen on and sunscreen is to me, the most important product you should be using every day, but it's not bulletproof. I mean, it's the reason why you put it on your face and, you know, sometimes you're still going to get a burn. And so what the vitamin C does, it's kind of like a, it's like a second door almost. And so whatever's going to sort of sneak in past the SPF, you know, whether it's, you know, you maybe didn't apply it correctly or you didn't apply enough or whatever's going to get in there is going to cause this reaction in your skin, which we all hear about these free radicals. And they are going to kind of act like Pac-Man and they're going to go through your cells and eat them up and damage them. And that's where in your twenties and thirties, when you start to see those first signs of aging a little earlier than you want to, it's very much the reason why that's happening. The vitamin C is just packed with antioxidants and antioxidants they can neutralize the free radical so that it doesn't actually go on to do all this harm. And so you have to think of them as a pair. Could I, could I ask what are your favorite? Do you have like a, a range of vitamin C serums? Are, are there a few favorite ones that you love? And, you know, because there's a range of them. You can get them on the very inexpensive side at a pharmacy to, you know, a Sturm. I have the Sturm vitamin C one at home that I think recently came out and I actually really like it. But do you have a few favorite ones? Yes, like the gold standard, the one that everybody talks about and uses 
quite frequently in the beauty industry is SkinCeuticals CE Ferulic. It's amazing. It's amazing, but it does smell like hot dogs. It, it does. smells awful. It does. It, it smells awful. awful. It, it really, it really does not smell great. I didn't know that was vitamin C. C&E, uh, uh, you can't, you, you almost can't be. Ole Henriksen has a whole banana bright vitamin C um, which yeah. is Sturm on the on the more expensive side, but I think works amazing. I love Sarah Chapman's overnight facial. Again, I, I love with it because I'm obsessed with it. It's literally like it's vitamin C at night, which it's normally think in the morning, but it's right. It just it's hydrating. What's an inexpensive one? Sorry. Yeah, what's an inexpensive one? I actually use Renee Rouleau's. Mm. Um, and and what I like about Renee's is that it's a cream based vitamin C. If you're, it's not formulated really well, it can get a little tacky and it Mm -hmm. can get a little sticky. So Renee's is nice because if you're going to do the layering thing under sunscreen, it really blends very well. Oh, that's good to know. Oh my gosh. I love that. All right. So we've got vitamin C. Talk about niacinamide. It's a weird name, but you're hearing it everywhere. (laughs) I know it's so weird, but I I remember this is one of those ingredients that I actually have a memory of, of learning about as a young beauty editor, because it was astounding the science that I saw I was at this event and they showed these pictures of a woman who had wrinkly skin, sort of, you know, more than fine lines, like more, much more like wrinkled compared to a woman who had uh, more just skin pigmentation. And they did this big study where they asked people, what do you think this person's age is? And the resounding majority thought that the woman with the pigmentation problems was older than the woman with the wrinkles. And so that's always where I think niacinamide lives. It lives in this world where pigmentation problems can happen because, you know, you're out in the sun, but they can also happen because your skin is damaged, your your barrier is damaged, and it's sort of letting in these ingredients or pollutants from the outside air down deep where it can really become irritated and then your skin reacts with pigment. And so the niacinamide is there to kind of like make sure the barrier stays intact and to make sure that once it sort of repairs itself, it can help uh, make that skin tone much more even and just really give your skin an overall healthiness. And it, there's, you know, ceramides do something similar. That's like so funny. Are, that's uh, that, my next so one. is this good for the thir- your 30s? Is that a good one to start in your 30s? Niacinamide, niacinamide. Yeah, some people could use it in their twenties for sure. For the most part, when you're in your twenties, um, your skin is pretty healthy. <laughs> like your skin is going to pretty much, if 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 it's on the normal in the normal zone, it's going to do what skin is supposed to do, which is keep the bad stuff out and the good stuff in. And and really, you start to see that kind of barrier breakdown when you get into your thirties and forties. So I think niacinamide is great in the thirties. Vitamin C, niacinamide, and you just said it. My next thing was ceramides. Yeah. So ceramides work similarly. And I've heard a dermatologist describe ceramides almost as if your skin cells are like bricks, the ceramides are the mortar. And the ceramides really work to keep the skin cells normal and and really functioning so that it's doing just what I said, keeping the bad stuff out, the good stuff in. And so those are really great. They all, they a lot of times come in those capsule forms and they feel so good going on as just like a nice um, moisturizing sort of uh, serum-y like layer. It's almost like an oil uh, and it feels incredible, but those are, those are great. Really, you know, that's definitely a little bit more of a, maybe your late thirties, because that is more where the skin cells start to get like a little scattered and they start to need a little help, like staying together. And what are some of your favorite brands for the niacinamide? 
if you wanted to add that into your regime? Yeah, you know, this it's interesting because uh, I, this is a drugstore brand. So, you know, but but I think, you know, drugstore can have just as great as stuff yeah, as, 100%, as a 100%. store and, and sort of niche brands. But Olay has always done an incredible job um, at niacinamide. It's, it's in a lot of their core products. Um, it's in their Regenerist uh, line. And, and I always tell people, if that is an ingredient you're looking for, start there because you may not need to look anywhere else. It's so good. That's a great, that's a great great tip. tip. For ceramides, one of our best friends developed up a company called Seiso. And it's based on ceramides and they have a fuwa fuwa cleanser. Cleanser. That is the bomb. If it is soft, it leaves you hydrated. It leaves you like marshmallows. It's like marshmallow. It's a foam. I actually leave it in my shower. Ceramides are going to start seeing more and more and more. I want to talk a little bit about not just skincare, but hair care and trends and makeup. Where do you see where do you see makeup and hair and all the different, where do you see beauty going? What area do you see blowing up? Yeah. You know, it's, I've been thinking about this so much because I do think that the pandemic has had the most impact on our makeup routines because I call it the um, death of the, uh, the false eyelash, like the lash extensions. Like, oh, the lash, the lash extension. Yeah. It's like the death of it. Do you do, do you guys do that? I I used to. to, And I, it got murdered during the pandemic. Yeah, well, I mean, so so many treatments did, right? Like it, it's true, and 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 you know, we definitely started to see the do-it-yourself versions of that stuff. I mean, Lashify for sure has kind of filled that hole, I think, for people because you can sort of apply it once and wear it for a week, and you know, do it yourself at home. I really want to try Love Scene. You're so you're you're so right. There's so many things that we sort of got used to outsourcing uh, that we just couldn't outsource anymore. And then you know, on the very extreme of it, I found myself just really not taking the time to do my usual makeup because it's like I was checking in with really just my team. I wasn't going out to lunches and I wasn't going and doing all these things where I felt I needed this face of makeup. And so I've just been wondering so much, like I, I think the makeup industry is really going to kind of rev up once this whole thing stops. Because even if you are going to take a more minimalist approach, you know, you're going to need to rebuy stuff that you haven't bought in a year. And you're going to probably want to push it a little bit because it's fun. And you're going to remember like how fun it is to wear makeup and put it on and feel pretty. So I do think that the makeup industry is going to have a big moment in the next Yeah. It was, it's also year. been hard to shop for beauty products. Like I had a girlfriend ask me to go beauty because I'm literally like my, my town. I live in Summit, New Jersey, and I'm like the town beauty expert. And so I'll go to the mall and help girls shop. And it was going into a Sephora is a little easier, but going into um, a department store, we went into Neiman's and there's no testers you can touch. I know. And so that's that is so the- hard. And I feel so yeah. bad for these salespeople who are trying to sell a $500 face cream and you can't show the product. And you these can't women, feel it. You can't, you can't touch feel it. it. And, can't, it. And they're like, I don't, I'm sorry. I can't show you what it's like. Well, no one wants to buy a $500 face cream and not feel what it feels like. And so it actually, I mean, it breaks my heart because these women were standing there like, I have nothing I can do. Sorry, I can't open it for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is a, that's a full hit. And so, you know, you're right. So the skincare business for that reason, the luxury skincare business yeah. for sure, because in the, 
at, at the drugstore, we've always shopped that way. Totally. You know, you've always bought something that you can't test, but when you're at the department store um, or buying something that's a bit more expensive, it's, it's impossible. An area that I really think has taken off and I, I think it will continue to take home, take off is really the at-home tools, whether yeah. it be a new face, whether it be an infrared, that whether Shantikai it be- Shantikai roller. The, the Shantikai roller. Um, Microneedle. Your micro, your at-home microneedling, your um, Dennis Gross, your infrared light. I think, you know, yes. Shani just came out with a new wand I, and, and Georgia Louise has a lot of different things. Like, I do think that, that is here to stay. I think people will not stop. Well, well, they won't stop going in, of course, but I think they're going to continue to do things more at home. I fully agree because like you said, it's, it's ancillary to all the things that you're going to invest in at the dermatologist. And so, I mean, a lot of those things have really carried us through the past year because when you can't get a facial, but you know what, I can just quickly whip my zip out and, you know, find the app on my computer or the type of like electric facial that I want. And that's going to come through the zip and I'm going to be able to do it myself. That is, it's, it's sort of saved all of us facial junkies in a lot of ways. And again, it's ancillary to the professional treatment, which you're going to do maybe once a quarter, twice a year, and it's going to help extend those results. I mean, there's been, there's been a lot of research done that shows a lot of those tools can help prolong what you're getting done by the dermatologist or esthetician. So they're, they're such a great investment. You just have to find the thing that you're going to actually use because I found I've taken so many things home and oh, then yeah. I'll use it like once a year. I know. And when that- I use it, I, th- I say like, why don't I use this more? But you really do have to try to use it if you're going to buy it to make it worthwhile. And so how do you feel about peels and lasers, where do you think that fits in 2021, 22, 23? I mean, for me, that stuff, if you are obsessed with your skin, if you are willing to pay the money at the doctor's office, a peel is like, it's just normal life. Like you're going to go and get a peel regularly. It works. Lasers, obviously, depending on the laser, um, I mean, they're also quite expensive. So that I think peels are a nice way to kind of baby step into all of this because you do see something from the result or, or, or you get a result. What's your favorite kind of peel? Um, oh my God, I'm like an equal opportunity peel user. <laughs> it's a good question because I have I've I haven't really gotten into the super, super intense ones. I'm sort of a little bit of a baby when it comes to uh getting them. So I kind of stick to the stick to the gentle stuff. I haven't gotten super into so like the, the gentle the lower acids. glycolic, salicylic, like not so yep. burning your entire flesh off. But I do believe in a good peel. And I, I want to do oh. I want to try the halo. I haven't done any of those. It's a laser. And I, you know, being olive skin, it's very mixed on it. But um yeah. I, you know, it's I kind of want to try it. I want to go back to talking about some beauty products. Is that okay? Can we talk about cult favorites? Because you talk about, you know, going back to some of the ones you like. What what are your, like, absolute, holy grail, cult favorite products that you have, you know, the the tried and true of your makeup bag and, you know, your your skincare shelf? Yeah, for sure. So, when I first became a beauty editor, I was like this 22-year-old assistant. My boss worked three days in the office, so she never had time to go out and try the stuff. So she would rely on me to 
you know, poor me get to go out and find, you know, <laughs> these events and, and these, get these treatments. And the first thing that I fell in love with was an oil, the omega-3 oil from Sonia Dakar. Oh, and oh. it smelled so bad, but I remember oh. that was amazing. And I still use it. I still have like two of them at any given moment in case the one runs out. Like it, it's, it's that one thing that I do go back to. I sort of go back and forth with this other oil um, by this facialist from Palm Beach called Tammy Fender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, she yeah. has an amazing, it's called quintessential serum. It's incredible. And so I do go back and forth between those are like a baseline for me. If I'm never, if I'm exhausted and I just don't want to do anything to my skin, I will never go to bed without applying one of those two things. So that is for sure. Uh, for my mm, skin, cult favorite. for my hair, you're going to laugh, but I, <laughs> so I'm not a natural blonde, clearly. Um, and we are, we're, we're completely really dark we're, hair. We're completely hundred percent natural over here. It says like, we don't, <laughs> we don't believe in bleach at all. Well, it is very dark. My hair is like very dark brown. So, and it's, and it's become, I don't know, it's probably 60% naturally gray. It might even be 70% naturally gray. So I have to constantly be getting my hair colored all the time. And I really do swear by the L'Oreal Root Touch-Up. It's like this magic spray. And it just buys me probably three to four weeks between color. And it doesn't rub off on your pillow? It, it does not rub off on oh, my pillow. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, it doesn't say, I don't think anywhere on the packaging, it says that it's sweat proof or waterproof, but it does not rub off. And, and I, going into the pandemic, I knew that I was not going to be able to get my hair colored for a long time. So I, I remember going on Amazon <laughs> and buying 10 of them. Oh, you were smart. <laughs> you were, you had the foresight. You had the foresight. Like, this is the thing I have to have. <laughs> I always say, when you look good you feel good. And when you feel good, you look good. That starts with taking care of yourself from the inside out and eating clean and whole foods. I want to share a plant-based company with all of you. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. I started using them when I went fully plant-based after getting mercury poisoning from eating too much fish. Well, that story is for a different time. Sakara isn't just healthy, but it actually tastes good. Some of my favorite dishes are their breakfast muffins and their lavender quesadillas. Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience their best-selling Metabolism Super Powder and Metabolism Super Bar to control sugar cravings, reduce bloating, boost energy, and reduce fatigue. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash lipstick or enter code lipstick at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash lipstick to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash lipstick. And is there any product that you think is like worth the hype? Like there is, you know, it's, it's an investment item and you're like, you know what, that's worth it. Well, I mean, a lot of times on, on set, I'm sure, you know, you, you guys have seen, but makeup artists are obsessed with Armani Luminous Silk Foundation. Yeah. It's like the only mm -hmm. thing people will totally. use. And for a long time, I was like, is it really worth it? Like it's a fairly pricey foundation. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember the first time I wore it, I was like, I totally get it. I think that is a product that's 
totally worth yeah. buying. My makeup artist, Nikki LaRose, she, I'll be like, let's try this. Let's, she always, she goes, back always to it. goes back to Armani Luminous. I mean, she loves it. It's silky. It's not too thick. It's breathable. So beautiful. do you want to know how obsessed I was with beauty? I was living in Canada. Luminous Silk Foundation had come out. I was living in Toronto. And I became so obsessed with getting it that I called Saks Fifth Avenue. And I was like, hi, I live in Toronto. I will pay whatever it takes for you to ship me a (laughs) bottle. I don't know what color I am. I can tell you what color I am in Bobby Brown and Laura Mercier. Will you color match me? And I had them ship it. I had to pay this insane amount of duty and tax And I had to have them lie about what was in the package because it wasn't like you couldn't just ship across the border something that wasn't like FDA approved. But I got the woman to agree to lie on the packaging. I think it ended up costing me with the Canadian dollar, like $150, (laughs) which was probably like my entire paycheck, by the way, at the time. But I was so determined to get it. That was like, that was how obsessed I was with beauty. It's still a holy grail. Did you, did you actually get a good shade match? I did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I did. Isn't that crazy? But I was That's like amazing. determined. All right. Give us some more Holy Grail. You're our Anna. Yeah, right yeah, now. Tell us more. Tell, tell us, us more. more. Tell us more. All right. This is a little bit of a weird one, but for years, people would tell me that they swore by dry brushing um, that mm. this is not a product. Well, actually it is a product. I'll get to it. But the gold standard sort of practice, people would be like, the dry brushing, it gets rid of my cellulite. I never, I was like, there's no way this works. There's no way. And then I started following Melissa Wood and, and she would show herself doing it. And she also, actually, I have, I have this one tool that I will, I'm just going to flash to you. She uses this thing called De La Heart. So she, she talks about using the dry brush and obviously like doing the dry brush, like up towards oh your heart, get rid of all the stuff, the bad stuff. And then she does the same thing with this tool. It's like a sculpting tool. I have tried this for the last, I'd say the last month. So 21 years of hearing people swear by dry brushing, never doing it. And now I'm obsessed with it. And I just feel like I don't ever pay attention to my body. And at the very least, it's giving me a moment to kind of, do something for everything below my chin because I'm don't getting do anything it. To my body. I'm oh my getting God. it. I'm, I'm getting, getting it. it. I dry brush. <laughs> Dillahart, I don't even know you, but I'm going to meet you soon. <laughs> I cannot wait. That's, that's a, a great tip. That's a great tip. Do you do tip. the guara, gu- 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 whatever? How, how do we say it? Guasha. Gu- do you do gu- that? I have them, but I actually am not a practicing. Guashamite, guashamite, I do believe in the ice roller. I believe in the guasha. I believe in all of that. I know this is going to sound crazy, but the little eye masks, pop them on in the morning when you're making bottles, coffee, tea, whatever your drink of choice is. I'm telling you, doing little tips like that, do your little facials. Like that's the one thing I think we've learned and we can take away from, you know, this past year is that self-care it doesn't need to be so complicated. And a little goes a long way. We talk about exercising. It doesn't need to be 60 minutes. Uh, It can be 20 minutes. It can be 10 minutes. It can be just being active, you know, going outside. Like Lauren said, 
getting your feet in the sand or the grass and breathing that air and, and switching it up. I want to talk a little bit about makeup in terms of like holy grail. Okay, so you have your Armani Luminous Foundation. What is your like cult lip or your cult cheek? Mm. Cheek, Nars orgasm, hands down. You know, people who haven't used it might roll their eyes and be like, I've heard it a million times. It is amazing. It is the thing that if I put that on my face, I was also, by the way, how amazing is blush? Like I remember going a decade with only wearing bronzer and not even touching blush because it was just like, I don't need blush. I have bronzer on my face. The second I started using blush, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is the thing I've been missing my whole life because it just brightens up your whole face. It makes you look so healthy. It makes you look energized. Bronzer. What's your favorite bronzer? God, I, I have a Tom Ford that I use a lot. I love that one. It's starting to like get down to the metal in the pan. I, can't, I hope they still make it because it's been, I've been using it for a while. There is a great bronzer. And when Barney's, moment of silence for Barney's, but when Barney's closed, closed, it was silence for Claudio Riaz was, is to this day, I think the single best bronzer I've ever used in my entire life. It was a palette and it came, it was called Face Bronze One or Face Palette One the single best bronzer. It was like five shades in this little palette. And I think you can get it online. I haven't bought it. It's very expensive. It was like $100 for a palette, but it lasts forever. And it is the most beautiful combination of bronze you've ever seen in your entire life. We have so many more Wait, questions. Wait, hold on. I, I want to get to drugstore yeah, really quickly. Why? We, okay. Perfect. We're on the same Because we we, we're best friends. We're on the same Because we're best page. friends. We're okay. twins, but we're not, but we are. I wish I was her twin. I wish I was her twin. No, okay. I wish. Drugstore, drugstore. Think drugstore in every category. Go. I, I've said Olay already. I stand Love by it. it. It's amazing. Red Jar, Microsculpting Cream, the best. Also Neutrogena Hydra Boost. If we're talking about hyaluronic acid, incredible way to just start out trying it. It's amazing. God, we were just category. having this conversation what, in the car. Like, you, next? you don't have to spend a lot of money on hyaluronic acid. There are some cheap ones, bigger, like we literally had that conversation. Neutrogena. Hydro Boost. Yes. So good. Gosh, where do we want to go next? Um, (laughs) Which aisle am I going down? (laughs) I still love me a hair. I still love me Do you like a face wipe? I love a face wipe. Do do you have any good face wipes that you like? Sometimes I hate washing my face with a cleanser and doing it like a favorite face wipe when you're just tired. Every time I'm on set, everybody has the Neutrogena wipes. Yeah, I have them. I think they're the best. Yeah, blue packaging. They remove every last trace. It's really, really good. I'm not going to lie. I used to, between Embryolease, which is a moisturizer that every makeup artist from here to to Australia would would cart, and we literally would pack secretly in our bag that and Elnet. Elnet still stands the test of time. They have strong, they have medium, they have soft. And also, I got to give it to Jergens on a fake tan. Still, my mom used to use it on her legs weekly. It still works. Yep, yep. Jergens Natural Glow is incredible. Also, they're just original lotion with that cherry almond scent. It's like heaven to me. It just reminds, it's just comfort smell and I love it. The other thing to your point with the embryo lace, Bioderma, the yeah. uh, Bioderma. Meisler, uh, Meisler. water. I would do the same thing when I would go away for uh, on a work trip to France or whatever. Just like pack your suitcase full of that. But now you can finally get it here. That is an incredible makeup remover. Okay, so you run a beauty brand site. You are heavy into media. 
Like, how do you constantly stay relevant? Oh God, all, everybody on my staff, to be honest with you. I mean, my team is just, it's incredibly diverse in, in age, in every way possible. And they just are on the pulse and they teach me on a regular basis what is cool, what is new. And so I do have them to thank for everything I know because they they do teach me so much every day. Do you um, think that's what really then, makes you stand out? I think so. I, I mean, one of the things that we really pride ourselves on at the brand is, is something we call naming and claiming. And it's, you know, really finding whether, whatever it is, a, a, a product, a treatment, um, a trend. And we want to be the first people to surface it to our audience. And then we give it a name so that it kind of, people start talking about it in a, in a way that, I don't know, feels, feels relevant. And they, you can say, uh, you know, I saw this on Birdie. Did you hear about this trend? Did you see this product? And we have really prided ourselves on that since we started, since we started the brand. And we've, we've helped a lot of small businesses get a lot of traction because we're not just going after the things that are household names. We want to find things that are really cool and unique that nobody's ever heard of before. And that, honestly, that's why I love your site. You know, I love it because you talk about the bigger brands, but you will find a brand, you will give it a name, you will find an ingredient. I'm like, I saw it in Birdie, you got to look. Like, I, there's not a day that goes by that I do not go to your site. And I love. Oh we, my god! I literally like. Thank I, you so I, much. I, I get my trends. I'm cool. I know what's. I know what's going on. But I love, and I think, and you led with, um, listening to people's stories. Yeah, and talking. Uh, you know, talking to them about them and really sharing those stories. And I think that. That emotionally that creates the connection. Has created that connection for me with your brand. I feel safe. I feel. Like you actually talk about skincare, not just on the surface and beauty yeah. on the surface. As we all know, no matter how much we love a product, it's it's how we feel. I think Birdie does such a good job in making us that, yeah. feel that and accomplishing that. It's a it's a really unique point of difference because I I, I do think a lot of sites skim on the surface. It's very superficial. Um, the way you know a product's gonna what a product's gonna do for your skin, and we we certainly cover that because. People want to know about that stuff, but there's a psychological element to beauty that is so strong. And if you ignore how, you know, having acne as a teenager or an adult makes you feel Mm -hmm. or how feeling like you have been underserved in the foundation market, for example, for decades, like if you don't talk about that stuff, then you're just not being real about, about life and about beauty. And so we feel that those stories, those essays are just as important um, as, as a regular roundup of the best, you know, skin creams. It's helping somebody feel seen. And that is, that's what we try to do every day. So well, what's you do next? It, you do it wonderful. What's next? What's next for Bernie? What's next? So one of the biggest initiatives we've had in the last couple of months is our, our digital issues. My first 20 years in this industry was in print. And um, I know I did want to bring an element of that to Birdie. And so we've started featuring, you know, doing actual cover shoots and putting together issues that are th- these special digital issues. 
And it's not just a cover story. It's a full issue, just like a magazine, like 20 some original stories. They have a theme and we have another one coming up in August. And so that will be our next one. And that is a huge thing on our list this year is to just continue doing those on a regular basis. Our uh, big beauty awards, um, we have our eco awards in April and our big beauty awards is coming up at the end of the year. And we are getting into some new categories at Birdie too. So that is going to be happening. Um, oh, it's exciting. To the fall. Well, you wouldn't be on lipstick on the rim if you, if we didn't have rapid questions. Just really quick. What is your best beauty advice? My best beauty advice is to exfoliate one more time than you think you should every week. <laughs> What book are you reading right now? Oh gosh, I wish I could tell you that I'm reading a book, and unfortunately, <laughs> I have a baby that's about to turn oh, one, and I haven't read that's anything. That's okay. I know the feeling. Right. I know the <laughs> feeling. What do you feel? When do you feel you're most beautiful? Um, Saturday morning when my husband and two kids are in bed with me before we've even gotten started with the day. I just think it's like this innocent moment of the week that just feels like perfect. Us too. Uh, yeah, that's so good. Go-to cocktail. Champagne. One product you buy over and over and over. Um, Burt's Bees lip balm. Love it. Favorite emoji. The, <laughs> the sideways laugh cry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's the most? I also, I also love an orange face, like swearing emoji. Yep. <laughs> What's the most underrated product? Ah, uh, the most underrated product. I, I honestly think it's sunscreen. I think people don't use it enough and they just blow it off. And I think it's so underrated. I agree. What's one thing that every GM who runs a brand needs to know? Um, there's no balance in life. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Favorite indulgence? Cake, any kind of cake. Cupcake, regular <laughs> cake, it. ice cream cake. I love cake. If you could tell your 10-year-old self Leah Wire, what would it be if you could give advice? 10 years old. Um, I think that everything eventually works out and whatever path you plan is probably not the path you're going to take. <laughs> Fair. I love it. You're amazing. Fair. You're incredible. I mean, thank you so I, much. Thank you for talking to us, giving oh, us the insight scoop. You. you have the dream job I always wanted when I was a kid. Just know that. Yeah. I mean, literally she was how many years with, um, being the chief beauty director at Hearst? 20? Uh, well, I was at Hearst for 10 years. 10 years. A long time. I mean, you've been in the the beauty industry 20 plus you guys make sure and follow Leah. Also follow Birdie. It's just, it's a, it's a one-stop shop and all things beauty that I think I wanted to share with you guys. And Emisha, you know, it's somewhere we go every week and, and it's it's just it keeps you up to date. It lets you know everything you need to know about beauty, and oh. it's our go to. Yeah, you're the best, and thank you thank for you everything so much. and all your advice. And I'll stop. And thank you for giving me. me this job. Apparently, <laughs> I had no idea. So thank you. She goes, you need a bridge, Molly. You need a bridge. You need something to bridge. You don't I mean, show this on this, but you need you show this on this. Where's the bridge? I'm the bridge. This is lipstick on the I rim. Is that bridge? That. I love it. No, you guys are the best. Everything you're doing is so much fun. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Today. Thank you so much. You're Thank awesome. You. Thank, Thank you. you so much, you guys. <laughs> 
I mean, I could just go on and on with her forever. I mean, I, I'm going to buy every single one of the products. I literally, look at it. The Omega 3 got, Oil. I, it's all in here. L'Oreal, Armani. I mean, we're doing it. We're Thank doing you, it. Leah. Thank you guys so much for listening. You're awesome. Next I week. Mean, next week, you're still going to be obsessed. We're yep. obsessed. You're going to be obsessed. All right. Always. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Love you. Thank Bye. you for listening. Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emma Shagormali. We are so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim and Molly B. Sims or my website where you can dive just a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and more at mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. Wanted to give a special thanks to my team, Ashley Gasparian, Schaefer Carrillo, Ashley Sanchez, and Michelle Harrison and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. 